Welcome to podcast number 12, 11. <laughs> 11, baby. 11. Man, it's off to a good start. <laughs> Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Podcast number 11, and oh, yeah. we got a brand new guest with us today, the one and only Devin Maher. That's How you right. doing, Devin? Good. I'm so honored to be here. It's good to see you guys. Um, introduce yourself. Tell us where you work, what you do. So my name's Devin Maher. I'm the youth pastor at Oakland Church, and uh, it's just been awesome. And these guys have actually impacted my life quite a bit, so it's an honor to be here on this uh, podcast. I am so happy that you came our way today to be in our building for this podcast. I hope that you're blessed because of it. And um, so today, uh, mm. if you remember from our other podcast with, uh, that was podcast number 10 with guest Jen, my That's wife, right. we told you that we were going to talk about today the seven lies kids believe which hinder their relationship with God. Oh yeah. We, we are, we do our best to be as Christ-like as possible, mm-hmm. and Jesus is a promise keeper. We all know that because we sing a song about it called Waymaker, <laughs> and um, that's how we know he's a promise keeper because Leland said so. Because Leland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Leland said so. Yeah, he's the guy who wrote that song. Um, he's pretty short, by the way. I've, <laughs> I've seen him in person. He's a pretty short guy. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, we try to be as Christ-like as possible, and so we we kept our promise. It's yeah. been a long time, but we're back, and we're going to talk about those seven lies. Yeah, we are going to talk about those seven lies um, here today with our guest, Devin. Um, I'm so happy to be here today. Now, we must address really why we took a long break mm, and yeah. where where's Evan. And, and unfortunately, you might have already don't, known this, but our dear friend, our best friend, even mm-hmm. Devin, Devin's dear friend, all of us, he suddenly passed away. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it was difficult to, I think, start the podcast back up. Oh, yeah. And um, Aaron and I here on staff at Cornerstone Church, um, we really had to take a break. It was just emotionally hard, I think. Oh, yeah. And so, but we felt comfortable enough to come back. And I'm happy to come back with, with Devin, who is just a bright light in a dark world. And uh, oh, yeah. so Devin's going to help us out today. We're going to talk about these seven lies kids believe, students believe, mm-hmm. which hinder the relationship with God. Lie number one. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell all the lies, and then we'll just discuss them quickly here. Lie number one. If I feel it, it must be true. Mm. If I feel it, it must be true. Now, we must go to the Bible and figure out what does the Bible say about all this stuff and feelings, oh, yeah. feelings. Should we let our feelings lead us or should we let our feelings follow us? Mm. What you want, huh? I think this is actually uh, funny because, Pastor Luke, you just preached a message um, about emotions recently. And you said this line that emotions are great followers, but they are terrible leaders. Yes. And if you let your emotions lead your life, you're going to end up 
and in a place that you realize you have no structure, you have no stability, um, everything you've ever built your life upon is based on a fleeting feeling that's here one moment and gone the next, and you have no stability in life. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that you know, God created us to be emotional beings. I mean, he cr- yeah, but absolutely. I have emotion for sure. Yeah. And, and that was on purpose. It wasn't like God accidentally threw emotion in when he was creating Adam and Eve. Like that was on purpose. But we weren't created to let our emotions rule every every choice that we make. Yeah. Yes, it's true. And so one of the things I said in my message, essentially that, you know, if I let my emotions lead me, I will end up in a awkward depression I mean, I could end up in an awkward spot in my life. Oh, yeah. Depressed situation in my life. Mm-hmm. Lost if I just let my emotions lead me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do is I make my decisions. And then if peace and joy follow that, then I yeah. know I'm in the will of the Lord. I've let oh, yeah. my emotions follow me, not not lead me. Yeah, this reminds me again of something that we talked about at, in our youth ministry at Ignited a few weeks ago. Um, I was preaching, and one of the things I talked about was that you need to have a thing that I like to call pre-decision. And pre-decision helps me overcome emotions and let my emotions be followers rather than leaders. Yeah. So I'm going to pre-decide that when I get into an emotional situation, this is how I'm going to respond rather than letting my emotions dictate how I respond. And so, like, I, I have pre-decided, you know, I, I think of a great example of this is when I was, when I was dating my wife before we were married. And I was, we, pre-deci- we pre-decided that we were not going to have sex until we got married. Did you feel like doing that? Every single day? Every single day. It was a <laughs> no, struggle. No, I'm saying, did you feel oh, oh. like having no sex? No, every- no, that was not what my emotions <laughs> yeah. wanted. My emotions wanted the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, and so, but we had pre-decided, we had made a decision before, even before we ever started dating, that that was something that we weren't going to do. We weren't going to have sex before we got married. And so then we got into situations where it would have been really easy. You know, we'd find ourselves like, you know, just in a car or by ourselves. We're driving or situations where it could have been easy to to fall into that trap. But we had pre-decided that I'm not going to allow ourselves to even get to that that mm-hmm. place. Yeah. And so it made it easier to not follow my emotions, because like we, we said earlier, my my emotions didn't want that. No. And, and so we I think if we can pre-decide um, and pre-decide according to the word of God, yeah. That really helps. There's so much we could say about this. And, and since we got seven of them, we're going to just, we're going to move on. There's more I could say. I'm sure there's a little bit that, Devin, would you like to jump in on this one or wait for the next one? Maybe I'll say a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. About go this it. one. Well, I was thinking how Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Hmm. And the Bible also says, as a man thinks, so is he. So the enemy always tries to invade our minds with all these thoughts and these feelings. And so the other day I woke up. And I just started having these thoughts and feelings that weren't from God. Hmm. I was hmm. just like, man, I, I'm discouraged today. I feel like certain situations feel hopeless and helpless. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, Scripture started coming to my attention that, uh, you know, His mercies are new every morning. And this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Yes. And I hmm. realize when we start to have these feelings, we have to submit it to the Word of God and, mm-hmm. and bring it in prayer and say, God, what do you say? Because our feelings <laughs> will take us to a terrible place. They Come on, will. somebody. They really will. All right, number two. <clears throat> kids want, kids live by this. Students live by this. Follow your heart. <laughs> I can't tell you how many, <laughs> like, cheesy Disney movies or not even Disney movies. Every just, What do you mean every Disney movie? <laughs> every Disney movie, every every movie in general. Basically, this is just, just follow your heart. Oh, yeah. Just follow your heart. Oh, yeah. 
Well, every <laughs> Disney movie is a girl who is held down by a ruling patriarchy that is that is uh, uh, over oppressing them, and they have to follow their heart and break free <laughs> from this oppression of the patriarchy. And once they do, people realize women are awesome. That's every Disney. <laughs> That's movie. every Disney movie ever created. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, okay, here we go. Um, and uh, so, but follow your heart. I mean, you might as well just say follow your fart. <laughs> Amen. And uh, I don't know. This is, unfortunately, unfortunately, mm. the, the world teaches us at a very young age to follow our heart. Mm-hmm. But the heart, the Bible says, is wicked. Wicked and deceitful. And deceitful. Who can know it? Who can know it? Come on, somebody. And when I ask who can know it, it's a rhetorical question because the answer is obvious. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody know. Nobody can actually know the heart except mm-hmm. one, and that's our Heavenly Father. Uh, and because our heart is wicked and deceitful, you don't follow it. You don't follow it. You follow God. You obey God. I've, I have, I mean, let's just, I'll, I'll ask this to Devin. Has been, was there a season of your life where you felt like for, for a lengthy period of time you followed your heart and it, you wound up in a bad place. Oh, yeah. So go ahead. Share that. Yeah. Well, I would say just I'm going to be a little vulnerable here. But uh, I would say when my heart, especially in my young teenager year, and you start to be in a, a little young adult here, my heart was very lustful. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> my heart wasn't taking me to good places. Yeah. And it felt like it was getting more and more wicked. And I, I would... I don't know. It just wasn't a, a good thing. Yeah. And I, I yeah. felt dirty. I felt disgusting. And I realized, like, man, I have to purify my heart before God. I have to give my heart to God daily yeah. Oh, yeah. and say, God, please cleanse me. Yep. Please wash me white as snow mm-hmm. and it be my strength and my weakness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he really can deliver us from from lust and pornography and these things that try to really take us out and make us feel worthless. Yeah, when you follow your heart, you will begin to satisfy the lust of the flesh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wh- whatever you're you you're lusting after. It doesn't have to be girls. It could be money, it could be fame, fortune, could be girls, it could be Pizza. recognition. It could all be the, guys if you're a girl. It could be guys if you're a girl. We, we have girls. Sex. <laughs> yeah, we have girl audiences as well. We have girl audiences. <laughs> um <laughs> shout out to the girls. And um, so but if you follow, if you follow your heart, you begin to satisfy the lust of the flesh, yeah. and you will end up in a bad place. And so the the Bible's warned us about following our heart and not to do it because mm-hmm. it doesn't lead to life; it leads to death. That's right. Okay, sorry. Number three. Let's go. Love is affirming everything I feel. Mm. It's uh, and this is I, I read a really awesome thing a while ago, and I kind of been using it in periodic times of my life, and I'll use it again right here. With this statement, number three, love is affirming everything I feel. Essentially, what the world tries to say is love is God. But we, as Christians, say God is love. Wow. Come on, somebody. That's good. Love is not God. Nope. Because not everything that claims to be love is of God. Yep. But God is love. And so what people want to do is say because I am in love with it because I love it. It's good. It must be good. It must be good, which is not true. You're being deceived, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Not everything you do or love is good. I mean, we can go on and on and on about that. I mean, drugs, 
alcohol, uh, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Sim- simply that you could be in love with alcohol, in mm-hmm. love with drugs, mm-hmm. and that's not good. I even think about I even think about music and how powerful music can be in our life, and how I can't even tell you how many. Um, people I've encountered who just listen to just horrible music that, you know, it really poisons your mind. I mean, the devil used to be the worship leader in heaven. He knows how powerful music can be. And I think he uses it. And he would well, I just, I love the way the music sounds. I love, I love this artist. I just love them. They're so good. But really what you're doing is you're making an excuse for you to listen to some horrible things that yeah. are yeah. poisoning your mind. Yeah, it's true. Um, Devin. When you think about this idea of the world says love is God, and they really do. They worship the idea of do whatever you want just as long <laughs> as it's love and it's not hurting anybody. Yeah. Can you think of people can you think of people throughout history, Devin, who thought they were doing the right thing and they weren't? Yeah. Maybe like Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he just said it out loud. Uh, <laughs> yeah. who essentially had a desires mm-hmm. yeah, and had a, I don't know, yeah. you know, he well, thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, I think about Hitler and I, I know there's been a lot of people throughout history that have done bad things thinking they were doing something good. Mm-hmm. And probably about a month ago, I was talking to our youth group and I can tell that a lot of the students, I love them, but I can tell a lot of them like to go off of feelings. Mm-hmm. And so I asked them before my message, I said, how do you guys feel? Like, do you guys feel pretty good? Do you feel excited and, and faith-filled and hope-filled? Or just, do you guys feel depressed and mm-hmm. anxious? Because mm-hmm. when you chase after your feelings, because I just preached about faith over feelings not mm-hmm. that long ago. Yeah. And I'm like, when you go off of your feelings, they're going to lead you astray, and you're going to feel more and more empty, and you're going to chase after other feelings, and the enemy's just going to keep beating you down. Yes. So you can't go after your feelings. It's it's a lie from the mm-hmm. pit of hell. Mm-hmm. I gotta, actually you know? ha- I actually have to uh, uh, arrest my feelings and say no. Mm-hmm. I will not succumb to this feeling of fear, anxiety, worry right now. I oh, will yeah. not. I will not. I will have rest. I will have peace. I will have joy inside. I have to arrest my feelings. Oh yeah. I have kind of a funny story. I'll try to make it quick about um so I am recently married. We've been married just four months. Come now. on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Yeah. It's fantastic. Still in the um, honeymoon phase. Let's go. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm just going to ride that honeymoon phase as long as possible. Um, <laughs> but so here was a, a recent time where I had to arrest my emotions was this coming up. Uh, we, there's some huge football games coming up. Oh. And um, and I'm a huge football fan. Come on, somebody. And I, I love football, especially the playoffs. And we just recently had, I think, one of the one of the best divisional oh, round. The four best games ever. Absolutely amazing. We're happening. And so um, when we're recording this, uh, the NFC and AFC championships are coming up this weekend. And But um, my wife's family is having a get-together for her brother. And the games are going to be on at the at the party. And But there's going to be some time. We're going to miss some of the games. And uh, we're going to miss like the fourth quarter maybe of the, of the last game. And I was like, I didn't want to go. I was like, I want to go to my parents' house and just hang out with my brother and eat junk food and <laughs> watch watch football all day. That's what your feelings that's wanted. That's what my feelings wanted. And before I voiced that opinion to my wife, I had to check my emotions and say, wait a minute. I'm is, a married man now. <laughs> my wife is far more important than any football game. Yep. 
and and being a part of her family is more important than me watching a football game and eating junk food with my brother. Yes. Is Aaron Rodgers in bed next to you at night? No. No. Nope. <laughs> I hope not. I sure hope not. <laughs> that would be a terrifying sight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so don't give your time to him. <laughs> this is just straight facts, man. Were you done with that thought? I didn't want. Yeah, to yeah, that it. was it. That oh, was it. Something that whenever I start to feel anything, I literally will check out. In um, I believe it's Second Corinthians. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. About love is patient. Love is kind. Yeah, does not. First Corinthians thirteen. Okay, First Corinthians. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> um, but. Seriously, I, I check that list and I'm like, am I being loving? Like if I'm upset with somebody, one, a coworker, or I feel certain ways towards anybody, I'm like, okay, love is patient, love is kind, it's not self-seeking, it holds no records or wrongs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I have to kind of, instead of going off of my feelings, I have to go off of the definition in the Bible of, you know, mm. what God says. Yeah. Wow, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I think about just, and I, I know we got to move on, but I just want to hit something. You said this is so good that a lot of times when the world thinks of, well, if if I if it feels good, it must be love, right? Or what was that that lie that we we're talking about? Love is God. That that love is God, but the Bible gives a different definition and says love is not self-seeking. Hmm. But so often the world's definition of love is all about me. What makes me feel good? Amen. What what yeah. lifts me up? But the Bible's definition is now love is not self-seeking mm-hmm. love holds no record good. of wrong mm-hmm. love is patient and it's kind and that's the kind of love that we need to be chasing after all right number four <clears throat> faith is the opposite of knowledge faith mm. is the opposite of knowledge i was recently watching a, a a person evangelizing and witnessing on the streets and he was inviting debate and um essentially then the crowds were gathering and this one young man says, listen, I have an extremely difficult time believing in God. And, the guy, and so the street preacher's like, tell me why. And he goes, I just, I can't see him. I, 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 I don't know truly if Jesus was real. Mm-hmm. You know, and people say this a lot. If I would yeah. just, if I could see Jesus, if I saw him nailed to the cross, I saw him die. And then, and then three days later, he came and walking around my street, and I saw him, I would believe. I would believe, yep. That's what they say. And I just have a hard time. I just don't see it. And he goes, he, and then he went on to further say, listen, I, I really trust things like math. Two plus two equals four. And you know the street preacher said, hey, I can see, understand that logic. I can understand mm-hmm. that mindset. And he goes, but let me ask you a question. So the young man, so the young man says, sure. He goes, does your mother love you? And the young mm-hmm. man says, Yes. And he goes, how do you know? It's mm, a great question. And he said, that's exactly what the young <laughs> man just said. He goes, that's a great question. He goes, you cannot measure your proof that your mother loves you. You just know it through, through actions, conversations, long, long-term care, right? Mm-hmm. She, and all this stuff. But this is immeasurable and he goes, you, most of your life is based off things that you cannot measure and that you have no formula for. Mm-hmm. That's most of your life is based off of that. And the kid was like thinking to himself, there is an element of faith to this life mm-hmm. and trust, faith and trust. Mm-hmm. And just because it's faith does not mean it's not knowledge mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. I was, I've heard this said before that if you, 
if you look around at creation, one quickly look around at creation, it immediately points to a God. And then if you look a little bit deeper, you dive a little bit deeper, maybe into, into science and things like that, it kind of starts to point away from God. Mm-hmm. But then if you dig even deeper, it points right back to God. You got to go a little deeper. And, and I was listening to a preacher recently who had a conversation with a young man who said, you know, I just, the reason that I can't believe in Christianity is I can't believe in miracles. Mir- that just the, the idea of miracles doesn't make any sense to me. I've never seen a miracle. Hmm. If I saw one, maybe I would believe, but I, I can't believe in a miracle. And, and this preacher looked at him and said, oh, you believe in miracles. He's like, what? No, I don't. <laughs> and he said, so, but you do believe that the earth was created out of nothing, that nothing exploded into something, mm-hmm. and now we have earth. That seems like a miracle to me. Yes. <laughs> and the, the, the kid kind of paused. And he's like, well, I guess I do kind of have some faith yeah. that, that things like that can happen. They're and just then, putting their faith in the wrong thing. That's exactly what it is. And, and I think that faith and knowledge really go hand in hand. They're not complete opposites. Mathematically speaking, it's impossible that we are here right now in this room together. Oh, yeah. As human, the, the birth of a human being is mathematically impossible. Mm-hmm. Just the, the existence of just one human appearing out of nothing. That's mathematically impossible. Totally impossible. So it takes it, there's an element of faith this life. I don't know. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Unless Devin has something important to say. No, I'll probably have something to say on number five. Number though. five, here we go. I'll go to you first. Number five reason, well, number five lie yeah. of which kids will believe, which hinder them with their relationship with the Lord. Humans are the product of blind, unguided evolution. I would say the reason this hinders their relationship with God is because they feel like they have no purpose. Ooh. If I've just been, if I just You're showed just, up here ooh. and... Like what Your monkey I'm, meat. Yeah, I'm just going to die yeah. and nothing happens. I'd feel so purposeless. The reason I know I have purpose is because God created me and filled me with purpose, and he created you guys and filled you with purpose. So mm-hmm. I could see that really hindering uh, a student's life or a yes. kid's life and thinking. If you, know. if you really do believe in evolution, which is from the goo to you by way of the zoo, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what is your purpose? If you're just, mm. if you're, if you're just an animal— Evolution leads to mass murder. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. Genocides. Because you're trying to create, if you're really thinking we got to somehow get a more perfect race mm-hmm. or humanity needs to be perfected, then your goal is to wipe out the weak. Wipe out anything that's not perfect. Yeah. In your eyes. Yeah. Oh. And humans are not the product of some sort of unguided, blind evolution. Mm-mm. We were created with a purpose by God. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so good. That's good. I think just, I mean, you can just look around and at any naturally created thing. Just look at the process of life. I mean, of a tree. You know, a couple of years ago, we, we did a message series in Ignited, and we talked all about the earthworm. And how, and that's like the most basic thing there is. Yeah, right? like pe- people say that like the earthworm is like the bottom of evolution. Like it was one of the first things. But then we looked at the the intense complexity, and literally the necessity of an earthworm for the ecosystem to function properly. It's like, man, what department in salt water came up with that idea? <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, say that line again. What department in salt water came up with that idea? I don't know what that means. I, I borrowed that line. Educate uh, me. It's so, so so evolution would say that that salt water was one of the first things 
evolved on our earth and then everything that we see evolved out of salt water. Really? And yeah, and so salt uh, of the earth. And um, <laughs> so the the quote Biblical. is the, the quote <laughs> <laughs> we are the salt of the earth. <laughs> we are the salt of the earth, but uh, based on that that quote is saying, you know, like okay, so if, you know, salt water came up with the incredible the incredibleness of an earthworm. I don't think incredibleness is a word, but I'm going to use it. Like <laughs> I can see the, I can see it being used. So the like salt water came up with that, you know? Yeah. Like salt, salt water, water made 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 bumblebees. Who, salt water had a thought. Yeah. Like oh. <laughs> <laughs> this would be ridiculous. Hey, do you know in uh, this is a total side note. In in Book of Revelation, it says that um, one of the angels in heaven will pour out a bowl of a wrath. Yeah. And one of these bowls will dry up the Euphrates River. Yes, I did know that. I and just read Revel- the book of Revelation. So, so you just read that? Yeah. Did you know that the Euphrates River is drying up and there's all these news, ar- news articles about it? No, I did not know that. Just a side note. Praise the Lord, that bowl's tipping. Let <laughs> <laughs> that ball loose. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I do have another quick thought. Sure. Hopefully it's still in my brain. Um, oh, I feel like you'd feel alone. Like, I feel like you wouldn't, mm. if you're going through a situation or you need, mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't believe in God, then how are you going to believe him to do a miracle mm. in your life? Or you got nobody to pray to. You just go to bed at night and, like, you just appeared here and mm. you just have to live with all your struggles and all your pain. I mean, I think about when the Bible says take all your anxieties to God, you know, take yeah. every thought captive. Yes. You have to live with your own thoughts, your own struggles. Mm. Well, and I can't imagine not believing in a God because that's how I can be free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Yeah. Come on. You know? we go. Right. Number six, you are the one you've been waiting for. Wow. Just you need to get <laughs> – and this is so true. If you get enough knowledge, if you've somehow – get enough enlightenment if somehow you do enough yoga you'll eventually come to a place where you are you have become all that you were meant to be and you will find satisfaction and joy and peace because you became what you were you became who you always wanted to be you were always what Mm -hmm. you've been waiting for to become and you finally arrived and oh, yeah. you are your own God. You love to worship yourself. You are happy mm-hmm. with your own development. But you are the one that you've been waiting for. Uh, so good. And I got a side note to go off of right before we dive into this. Devin, can you scooch close to your mic? Yeah. Thanks. You've slowly got farther and farther away from your mic. Sorry. <laughs> I, can, I can tell in my ears you're getting quieter and quieter. <laughs> Was that the side note? Yeah, that was it. Oh, <laughs> I guess I have something on the on number six here is sometimes, like I think about when I was, you know, probably 19, 20, and uh, I loved working out, and I just, I started thinking I was pretty cool. That's like, what I, happens when you get in the gym. Yeah. You can get a big head if you're not careful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember I'd like walk with a certain kind of walk. Chest out. Yeah, and I just thought I was really cool. I love it. Got that and swagger. Yeah, I'm like, any questions, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> you know. Um, any questions? <laughs> but uh, I just thought I was awesome. And I really walked like thinking I was cool. And now I've gained quite a bit of weight and I'm chubby. My love handles are <laughs> starting to fall over my sides. You're more loving. Yeah, I got more love to give. But uh, – 
and I've been working on that. But I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like I see people with that same walk that I had. I, I'll see mm-hmm. some younger, you recognize it. yeah, and I re- and they're walking, and I'm like, oh, they're going to be humbled because if you exalt yourself, you're going to be humbled. Mm-hmm. And I always I, I I recognize myself in a lot of these things, but it's just a lie when you're just trying to feed yourself and mm-hmm. you're trying to be this your own god. It yeah. leaves you empty and. It, you you get you're chasing after empty things that, you know yeah it's so good Jesus's last thing he did for his disciples the very last thing he did do you remember what it is wash what did he do wash uh-huh. their feet he washed their feet come on he somebody. showed them that if you really want to be a leader you must mm-hmm. be a servant deny yourself All right. what I love about that act and I've preached this so many times is that Jesus said that all power and all authority on heaven and earth have been given to him. And what did he do with all that power and all that authority? And all that power, he, all that authority. What did he do? Literally all the power in heaven and on earth. Legions of angels at his disposal. What did he decide to do? He bent down, put on a towel, and washed his disciples' feet. And then he hung on the cross and forgave the thief next to him and those who were casting lots for his clothes. Wow. I mean, all that, the power. That is a savior worth following, if you ask me. That's, he's amazing. And we're going to be... I'm going to give him a big hug one of <laughs> yeah. these days. We owe him a big thanks. <laughs> yes, we've got to be thanking him for eternity. Come on, somebody. Make, because of him, because of him, we're going to be in eternity with him. Praise the Lord. It's crazy. So good. Okay, right, last one here because we are running out of time. A good God wouldn't judge. Number seven, a good God wouldn't judge. Mm. Is it true? Is it true? If you think that, then you don't know who God is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This reminds me of a question that I got asked in middle school. No, not middle school. Elementary school. I was in like second grade or third grade. And this kid asked me this question. He said, um, so you believe in God? And I said, yeah. I said, so you do, do you believe God can do anything? And you know, I was like eight years old. So I was like, well, yeah, I think God can do anything. And then he proceeded to ask me a bunch of other questions that were ridiculous. Well, if God could do anything, could God make a wall that he couldn't break, but then he could break it, all that, yeah. things like that. <laughs> but really the, the question, I answered the question wrong. Yes, you did. Yeah. Because there is things that God cannot do. God cannot do anything that goes against his nature yeah. of who he is. His character and nature. His character and nature. You cannot God, sin. God cannot sin. God cannot lie. He cannot break and, a promise. He can't break a promise. He can't kill. God can't kill. That's and so, why we live for eternity. And so because of that, we have, there. there is a judgment that God cannot be. One of those things God cannot be with anything that's not holy. And so as soon as man sinned and so we, in our free will, separated ourselves from God. And because of that, now we no longer have free communion with God. And there has to be a judgment because he's just, because he's perfect, because he's loved, because he cannot lie. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think if you can, can understand that part, that nature of God, it really helps to, to understand it, to debuff or debunk this lie mm-hmm. that God can't do anything that goes against his nature. He can't. And he is a judge. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, but the same people that struggle with God, the idea of God judging and punishing and sending people to hell are okay with a judge on this earth to sentence people to prison, mm-hmm. sentence people to death, on put them on death row. Mm-hmm. They're okay with a human doing that. And they are they respect it. 
Oh, he's yeah. educated. She's <laughs> educated, whether the girl judge or a guy judge, right? They're educated. They're, they, they know the law. Mm-hmm. Well, God, God has every right. He's, he, he's above and beyond it all. He's above it all. Yeah. He can judge. And I think people misunderstand who God is. They really do. They misunderstand who God is. They don't understand that he is all loving. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. But that doesn't mean that people love him back. Mm, and wow. that doesn't mean that people never forsake him, you see. Yeah. And because of that, he, he can't do anything. It, he, we, he's given us a free will. And he loves us unconditionally. But they don't love him unconditionally. Mm-hmm. So what is he supposed to do with that? I gave you nothing but unconditional love, and you gave me nothing but rejection. What mm-hmm. am I to do with you? Mm-hmm. I think it's crazy because he's such a kind, gentle judge, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about the thief. He's on merciful. The, yeah, merciful. I think about the thief on the cross. Long-suffering. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. He, he forgave the thief on the cross right there. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's a nicer judge than the, the earthly judges we got. Yes, he is. But you just have to repent from your sins and, mm-hmm. and turn to him. It's so simple. Yeah. He's a great judge. We are running so out of good. time. You have one last thing you want to say? Make it quick. Well, I was just going to add on to what Devin said, that the, the Bible says that Jesus is the, the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus claimed that. And that is the only thing that you have to do. No matter if you're on your deathbed. It's crazy, isn't it? Or just like that thief <clears throat> hanging on the cross, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you've done, where you've been, who you've been, all you have to do to pass that judgment seat and make it into an eternity with him yeah. is just say, Jesus, I believe. That's crazy. I mean, that's how awesome our judge is. And people still struggle with the idea of humbling themselves just, just to do that very simple thing. Wow. And we'll it's also, crazy. We'll, say, we'll save this for the next. We're going to have a next podcast already. I haven't revealed the topic of our next podcast to you yet, Aaron. No, you haven't. I have no idea what it is. And I'm going to reveal it here in just a minute. But next podcast will be with special guest, Nick Wisniewski. Come on, somebody. All right. And we're going to talk about how do you know if you're really saved? Ooh, come on, somebody. That's going to be a great topic. How do you know? Because many, I believe many people have prayed a prayer, a sinner's prayer, but still laid their head down at night, scared Mm -hmm. that they're not going to heaven. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about how do you know if you're really saved, how to have eternal security and perfect rest. That's going to be a great podcast. That's going to be a good podcast with special guest Nick Wisniewski. All right, audience. It's been (laughs) awesome to be here. Thank you, Devin, for coming out with us and being here with us. You're awesome. You're the man. I wish we could spend more time with you. Maybe we'll have you on again. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, audience. See you later. See you next time. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.